0: everyone and welcome to Light Conversations on Trauma podcast. Bringing conversations around hardship into the light. It's me, Peter Middleton, here and I'll be hosting this podcast. This is a space for intimate and empathetic chat around trauma. Big T or little t. We have regular sections to this podcast so look out for them. And each episode, I'll be joined by a guest who will share their unique perspective. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. I just thought I would put a comment in here at the top of the show to say that we experienced a tiny bit of of technological difficulties. I think during this time of global coronavirus, um, we're all getting used to these kind of internet connections, Um, so hopefully you'll still gain some value from this conversation. It's absolutely packed with rich wisdom so I'm looking forward to your enjoyment of that you see it's um just thought I would let you know that there is some slightly graphic content about sexual abuse in this episode um we don't we don't go into rich detail obviously um, but there is, I thought I would put that in um, to start with because there is there is a section of this that could be triggering to anybody who's had that experience um, but we we do also provide, Brenda and I provide a container and a space um, for a lot of the healing that we've both been through in, in that area so I thought I'd let you know Welcome, everyone, and welcome to Light Conversations on Trauma. I'm here today with Brenda Florida. Hi, Brenda. Welcome. Hello. Great stuff. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. And um, I'd, I'd like to ask you, what's your vibe, Brenda?
1: Mm. Well, I am so excited to be with you. So I suppose that my vibe is very optimistic. It's... Mm. Um, I think I am always seeking to radiate, you know? (laughs) Like, that's just a really important vibe for me to both, you know, to myself, uh, radiate internally so that I can radiate externally. And a really important part of who I am and the essence I think of. So I think the vibe that I have is really... I am a lifelong seeker to say the least. So in a way that I my personal and spiritual evolution is the number one priority in my life. And it took mm-hmm. me a while to really realize that. I have a big family, I have, you know, a lot of other things like everybody else that take priority sometimes, but underneath all that we're driven by something you know
2: nice.
1: and i am ultimately driven by just a really deep desire to evolve into the highest expression that i can live in this lifetime in this incarnation
0: wow that's so lovely <laughs> i love the word radiate i just love it it's such a beautiful word right the first section um riding the waves of change is the one that you picked. Riding the waves of change. What does that resonate w- with you?
1: For me, riding the waves of change is a great way to really capture my entire life. I have lived (laughs) in tons of change. I've moved a lot. I did as a child. I have as an adult. I've changed careers. I've been divorced twice. I mean, even having a career. I always thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. That was my dream, you know? Yeah? Yeah, stay-at-home mom. Cause the men, you know, the men do the work. I was raised in a very mm-hmm. traditional conservative, you know, Christian uh, yeah. fundamentalist environment.
2: Wow. And
1: so those were my ambitions, you know, cause I was a woman that, you yeah. know, to have a job, yeah. to, not to have a job, but to have a family. And uh, so I, and then, it, but even after that, after my divorce and, you know, becoming the breadwinner for my family and all of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. even within that, there's so much. And then spiritually, there's so much, Mm -hmm. as I just alluded to, with coming out of an environment of fundamentalist religion Mm -hmm. and moving into a place where I really changed or evolved who I was spiritually and all my perspectives spiritually, which changes the way you start to see the world. I mean, when you are, so there's, if we talk for a second about the concept of oneness versus separation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm a big believer today that we are all unique expressions of the divine is mm-hmm. the way I typically say it. Okay. Lovely. That's a
2: lovely
1: phrase. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's never been anyone like you or me or any of the listeners ever before in mm-hmm. all of time, and never will be again. Mm-hmm. And so, as that unique expression, we are, we also are the divine. So, a metaphor I like is that it's like the ray of sun, a, you know, a ray of sunshine from the sun. I mean, they're not separate. Or you think of the ocean a wave every wave is unique right it looks different different sizes it's different you know amounts of force it's all these different things but Mm. it's all the ocean Mm. so if that's what i am of the divine that changes my perspective on everything because i was raised to believe the absolute opposite that i was a sinner from the minute i was born Mm. You know, little baby. Imagine that. That
2: concept. yeah.
0: Imagine that. Yeah. You it's know? such a rigid, such a rigid yeah. role for a human being, isn't it?
2: You know,
1: it is. Oh. You know, <laughs> some stuff. I bought a hook, line, and sinker. Man, I was a devote. You know, evangelical. Um, wow. So it was a big for me. The the traveling distance from separation to oneness is huge. Yeah. Wow. And so that begins to change everything. Mm -hmm. It changes how I perceive relationships. It's changed my thoughts around living and dying, I'll say, you know, Uh, because if we believe, if oneness is the truth, then there's no loss, mm -hmm. because those two don't really go together. No. and loss, right? So, no. so it's that thing of I tend to be a very all-or-nothing person. Like I, I like, you know, to go big or go home,
2: so to speak. Very good, very good, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so when I ha you know, as an adult, as a child, I didn't have the ability to challenge what was being thrown at me for my beliefs. Mm. And
0: yeah, and and so it yeah, is. So I just say so the way it is, yeah.
1: You know, I just absorbed them and that became who I was. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, kind of late in life, like I didn't really start questioning my beliefs until I was in my very late 20s or early, more in my early 30s. Mm. And so I tend to think, well, wait a minute, you know, like if that's true, if oneness is the truth, Mm -hmm. let's take that to the extreme you know, I don't, cause it's just the way I think. And, um, I can't find a hole in it, you know, but mm-hmm. what it requires is then I believe that everything is for me. Mm-hmm. The worst things that have happened. And I've had, you know, some pretty, uh, traumatic things happen to me
2: mm-hmm.
1: or, You know, even just more, whatever, quote unquote, normal challenges of life that we all have. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm believing in oneness, then that has to be for me. That has to also be part of the divine. That has to also be part of that ocean.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. Because... Yeah. And then, because if you don't do that, that's what spiritual bypassing is basically. Yes. Yeah. Right. right? It's like, Oh, you know, um, everything's one, but not, not the bad stuff. Like we don't want right. that. <laughs> that yeah. can go away. I don't want it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But I'm actually, and and
1: yeah. isn't that where we go to. So when I'm judging the things I don't like in my life,
2: mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And, I'm even asking that question that everybody asks, like, what's wrong? You know, what's, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? You know, where am I not being good enough? Or am I good enough? Like all those are questions of separation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I feel like, I feel like to ask the question is actually a little bit necessary you know, it's like, oh, what's wrong with me? Okay, so now the question is posed and it's kind of out of me and into the world or, Mm -hmm. you know, it it allows me a a reflection or an expression around that question. And of course, I have the resources to answer that question in a different way. But if it's not expressed, it just, it stays there stuck, right?
1: Yes, and I think that to our topic of writing the waves of change that's mm-hmm. the whole crux of it to me or the, the the work of it or the journey part of it is how do we really do that? So mm-hmm. how do I feel the feelings, mm-hmm. express what needs to express, not go into spiritual bypassing, not go into denial, mm-hmm. right? But also not get sucked in to the illusion of separation.
2: Right. So...
1: Yeah. I'm not proposing there's a perfect spot for that. I think everybody does it a little bit differently, mm. but that's the whole i mean that's why I'm a coach that's why i I do what I do professionally as a what to me now I would say is just a has been a natural byproduct of my drive personally to this kind of evolution yes. Okay. Does
0: that make yeah. sense? Yeah, because yeah, I think it's just like a a natural, natural um, evolution of as you mature in spirit, like you become. It's like like people say like you can you can grow as an adult but not grow in in spirit. You can remain, you can remain yeah like an adolescent spirit. But if you do if you do start to mature you know you'll inevitably attract people that that want to mature and so yes. you become yes you become that that person yeah yes interesting yes yes and
1: so i think that that's what it's about it's about navigate how do i do that i don't do it perfectly you know mm. um and my clients don't do it perfectly but what we're doing is we're hopping into the arena right yeah. to figure our own authentic, you know, path Mm. through that to figure that out or, uh, you know, uh, figuring, I don't really like that word. So, um, Mm. but to experience it and adjust, right. right? Figuring out to me is a very mental thing. And that's been one of my weaknesses in life as I go very quickly to my analytical mind and figuring things out. So, um, Yeah. So I, I want to correct that because what's more true for me now is that I'm really intentionally trying to do it from that energetic and heart, a heart centered place, not a head. Right. Trip, right.
0: Yeah, I deep. Yeah. I deeply believe that now as well, like in embodied experience and mm-hmm. I actually just believe that's where the magic of life is. You know, I think, Yeah. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm thinking of Michael Singer right now. He he says pain Mm. is the price of freedom. Right. So, you know, it's like, it's, I think pain as an energy, pain as an energy is, is different to joy, Mm. but it's also part of life and it can be, it can not enjoyable. I don't want to say that, but it's, but if things are natural and they're flowing, then they seem, they seem easier. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah. And I feel like when you, I don't know, you can tell me if this is true for you. For me, when I look back on my life, you know, every painful thing had such a purpose. Yeah. You know, so then, you know, of course it wasn't, I don't mean to minimize what it's like to go through it, right? It's, you know, that part's not fun. But when you can... Imagine. And so this is what I try to do now is I'm like pre, I want to put myself in a position that today's pain, Mm -hmm. I can at least see as, okay, this is for my good. And even if I can't see it now, I know I'm going to look back and this is going to have propelled me to a new, you know, higher expression. Yeah. of myself. And so I want to just trust it. I don't want to mm. waller in the pain as we would say in the yes. South, uh, but, oh, nice. but, <laughs> but I, I want to experience it and trust that it is, you know, it's like the refiner's fire or, you know, course alchemy is the perfect
0: metaphor yeah. there.
1: It is turning yeah. me into yeah. this even yeah. higher expression.
0: That's beautiful. just want to drink that in. (laughs) I think I was taking a coaching call um, with the men's group that I I do with Connor Beaton and he was saying that, you know, most people just um, reject, resist or avoid pain. And also Mm -hmm. like there's another option of wallowing. And you, I actually, personally, I was a wallower. Like I was a thousand percent wallower. Like I just never got anything done. Um, because I was always just wallowing in my, my pain. I, I do agree. Like I do agree. Um, you know, I have so much compassion for people that, that whose pain is like so weighty that, you, that they can't imagine anything else because
2: mm-hmm. I've,
0: I've definitely been there. And that mm-hmm. like, you, it's like the ocean thing for me is like, there are cycles of change, you know, like even the mm. waves kind of. M- m- a metaphor for, for the momentum that you get, you know, to a change moment and then you get kind of fall off on the other side and you get that lull, the rest, the rest lull, which I think I, I resist. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting.
1: So may I ask you a question about that?
0: Please, <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Because, <laughs> because one of the things that I think in, in, I will often ask a client, I think when we have a pattern, like you're saying, you used to, you know, tend to wallow in it. Mm. That also has served, a, or at the time served a certain purpose, yeah. right? That there's some kind of like second, there's always some sort of secondary gain, whether it's really, uh, Serving us or not, there's some sort of secondary gain for those habits we get into, and so I'm just curious if you if you know. And of course, I'm totally putting you on the spot. So that's
0: the reason I did this podcast anyway.
1: Okay,
0: (laughs) so good, so good. Carry on.
1: But I, you know, I wonder if you if you you know, I always look for that in myself. Like, where is my patterned thinking, like, Mm -hmm. let's even take a statement like, I must be doing this wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, just feeling like something's not working. I must be doing it wrong. Okay. Well, I've thought that a million times in my life. Mm -hmm. So that's like a habit. It's just like smoking's a habit or brushing my teeth is a habit. That's just a go-to thing. Right. So how is that benefiting me in some way? Because if I can see that then I can decide if I want to keep it or not.
0: Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, so it so. That's does that's
1: it so. just kind of let me off the hook? It lets me go to self pity in, in my case, you know, mm-hmm. uh, then I can, it can let me go to victim mode. I can kind of get into, it's not my fault. I worked yeah. so hard. Yeah. I tried so hard, you know, and that's that secondary gain. Is that serving you? No. Right. But that's what then, then you get that to the vision of the next growth point.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think for me, it's, yeah, it, it was, it, it led to rum- rumination for me. So I actually mm. got really, I got really clear on, on my thoughts and myself, you know, my, my essence of myself, I got really clear on that. And
2: awesome. I start
0: I started be- to become very aware of like what it was that I was, experiencing what i was going through so that was mm-hmm. good yeah and also like i had this like flip-flop um energy between um like adrenaline um go out there like live music um touring and then mm-hmm. when i'd get home i'd just do nothing like i'd binge i'd binge tv yeah. series and i would just get i just got really good at resting and eating and also yeah. walk, and also walking in nature like i just whatever okay. Like I just wanted to go to. I've been to see a lot of nature's like finest, like experiences. I'd I'd put it, yeah, because I just yeah. so that was also amazing. But but those things yeah. came from the wallowing because
2: mm-hmm. I was
0: constantly seeking like soothing.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So now that you're aware of that, you can more intentionally, particularly in difficult situations, seek nurturing yeah. so you don't have to do that habit in the exact same way right that's yeah right. Beautiful. beautiful
0: thank yeah. you you're welcome <laughs> great <laughs> wonderful uh, right so the next one next section you picked was that's deep that's deep yeah what does that mean to you what do you want to talk about can I just say this is my favorite section just before we start? <laughs> just love it. It's such an amazing thing. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so it is so I don't I don't really want to skip anything. Mm. <laughs> so part of its deep for me means. That as soon as I start to see something, like I get a glimpse, you know, you know how awareness hits you? Like sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's the crashing of a big wave that you can't avoid. Okay. Uh But a lot of times it's a little more subtle than that. Yeah. But I'll, so sometimes it might be something I'm reading, somebody I'm listening to, a fabulous podcast, for instance, you know, or, you know, whatever. Anyway, it can be the littlest thing. And I'll mm-hmm. start, it just opens the door, right? You just get this glimpse that, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I've got something there that isn't really serving me anymore that I could look at. Uh, I once had a, a kind of a joking conversation with a girlfriend of mine. And I said, yeah, I spend about 45 seconds a day that I'm not in a deep dive on my own personal growth.
2: (laughs) Uh That's (laughs) so wonderful.
1: (laughs) And she said, yeah, well, I spend about 45 seconds a day in my personal deep dive. (laughs) And and it's so true because I am always, like as soon as I get that glimmer, Mm. I can't let it go.
2: It's like a sign, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, I've got, I'm like a dog on a bone then. And it's like, wait a minute. Mm. If I'm seeing something that maybe, you know, isn't serving me at my highest level or whatever word you want to use for that. Right. Like, is not optimal for me? Then I don't want to just, you know, set it aside for, you know, whatever next week. And I'll look at that later (laughs) or whatever. I just get like, I got, I gotta, I gotta explore this. Right. You know, where, where is this? Ooh. And if it's over here, is it over there? And now wait a minute, because one of the things I came to realize early on, thank, you know, thanks to a really good therapist was that really in our lives, we're not compartmentalized. Like we may act like we are or, Uh, use compartmentalized thinking so that I have my work over here and my relationship over here. And what I like to do for fun is over here. And my spiritual life is over here. Like, you know, Mm. my family isn't like it can be easy and it's a great coping mechanism to compartmentalize life. Okay. okay? So that one part doesn't affect the other. So I can be thriving at work and my marriage is falling apart, but that's okay. Okay. Kind of a thing. I mean, that's okay. You probably don't think it's okay, but you're tolerating that. And your energy is going over into the work stuff or, you know, pick your compartment. Mm -hmm. But in truth, that's not really happening. That's a very surface level expression of life. Mm -hmm. And underneath that, when we're not functioning in one arena of life, we're not functioning in all the arenas in life.
0: I see. I see.
1: So I think one of my, and I'm going to call it a gift. Absolutely. Because while I have been trained as a coach, you, you, I wasn't trained what I'm about to say. It's just something I seem to be able to do. Right, which is I'm very good with people. And this is not just with clients in business situations. This is, you know, just whatever a gift I seem to have Mm -hmm. in being able to see beneath what's on the surface and figure out what, you know, it's really just like an intuition or something, whatever you want to call it, but see what's, what's really running. What is the, like in nature, I'm sure there's a really great metaphor for this that you're going to probably think of right away, where it's like underneath is this river flowing, you know, mm. and up on the surface, it something different is happening. Like there's an yeah. under, you know, or I guess a you well, know, like a tide in the ocean would be that sure, way where, where the surface of the ocean looks one way, but underneath is this thing that is pulling at such a force. And so that's what happens with the dynamics in our lives. And so we can, and I don't mean this like to um, demonize any of it, because that's the opposite. I want to elevate it to say, wow, let me see where, I may be aware of where a dynamic is affecting me in my personal romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's impacting me at work, because I'm, you know, Killing it over there in the office, right, you know. Right. But when once we find it, we will find expressing itself over in other areas. sense
0: Yeah, the connection just cut out. It's, it's okay. Just a second. So you said like on the word where it cut out. So can you remember? <laughs>
1: No. We will find, uh, oh, we will find yes. where. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: if you can just, yeah.
1: yeah. So when we look at it, then we will find where that same, that dynamic that we're seeing in the relationship right. is actually also affecting what's happening at work. Even though you may be, you know, killing it at work. Uh, it, it, it's there's something there because we're not compartmentalized beings. We are one.
0: Right, it's the same expression. Yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. Uh, it's a hit uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's so exciting. That is so exciting to see that. And I love, yeah, the metaphor that I use. I love that you knew that I had a metaphor for that already. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you, my friend. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I love what Lao Tzu says about that, and he just uses the the metaphor of the lake and and the mud at the bottom. Um, Mm. but like Carl Jung used that same thing for the, the subconscious, the unconscious didn't he? but, um, Lao Tzu says, you know, when you shake up the pond, the mud rises to the surface.
2: Yes. And and I
0: just love that because it's so succinct on it, you know, and, and also, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got a thing here that says like a lotus flower, we too have the ability to rise from the mud, bloom Mm. out, bloom out of the darkness and radiate into the world.
1: Mm. Oh, I
0: love that yeah there's my radiate
1: there's your radiate I, I, my, I definitely uh, am radiating out of coming up from the mud for sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I love I love calling like shadow work mud work now because mm-hmm. I just find it I thought it's a fun way to do it it's like oh, it there's is a bit of mud got some
1: mud. Yes. Work Yes. And that's the thing. Like yesterday I had a thing hit me and I was like, oh, like here, this, (sighs) it it was an upsetting situation Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden I just realized, Ooh, here's the gift of letting me see where this old pattern for me, it was a pattern of condemnation from all my religious stuff. Okay. 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 So where did I, now I see a piece where this condemnation is a piece of mud, you know, mm-hmm. that I didn't realize was there. Right. You know? And right. so that's why all of these things that are so inconvenient and not fun to go through end up being for us because if that hadn't happened, I, I who knows how long it would have taken me yeah. to realize I was harboring self-condemnation. Right. In yes. That, in that arena. Yes. You know, and so then it's like, well, once I see it, now you know everything that has light on it. Just the power of it over you shifts.
0: Yeah, my it yeah. That's be like, and I think that's beautiful because once you see the theme, um, it's not just like it just goes away and vanishes. Like it's it's subtly imbued in, it's internalized in all your voices, isn't it? Like, yes my own personal. That's a great way to put it. My own personal case of that is like I'm I'm doing a lot of work with my finances right now because I've always um, either spent all all the money that I've had or just um, struggled to make it, and and it was actually, you know, I mean, I think it's quite an essential human experience, but it was actually came from self worth. But I was riding my bike today down to the sea to go for a swim and. Um, I was on the path down to the, to the ocean and there were people on the path and they kind of, they weren't, um, aware, so they weren't moving out of the way. And I was just, and this thing came to me, It's like, Oh, it's okay. I, I, I'll move out of the way because I'm, I'm too far gone. I'm too far gone. Um, like I'm not worth coming back for. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay.
2: Ah, there That's, it is.
0: There it is. Right. It's like, yeah leave it leave me behind i'm i'm yeah i'm broken right and too far gone so so i i don't live my life in that way but it is still it's still in there it's still internalized right and that was that was just people walking on a path
2: yes
1: yes and isn't that the way it goes i mean life is always if we want to see it yeah. life is always showing us these little places where it's like oh Peter there's a little piece of unworthiness yeah let's let you see it so we can we can eliminate it you know so yeah. we can we can get that mud cleared out
0: it's so beautiful you know? once you start seeing it, and I think t- to the first instances ha- take a lot of faith because they're like all the synergies and the little signs that come up and it's like, oh, I just saw that twice today. And it's like, if you don't follow it, if you don't have faith in it, then it won't turn into these mm. these like big like, and really supportive and welcoming awake- like awakening moments.
2: Yes. Once,
0: once you can get there, it's just the most beautiful thing, like just going through life being like, ah, oh, okay, that's what that's yes. for.
2: Yes. Amazing. Yes.
1: Yes. And I think that's where we can go cuz you know a lot of people and I've certainly asked the question myself of like do we always have to learn through pain? You know, right. does it always have to be through the struggle that the lessons are um, learned? And hmm. I, I think that's what I'm growing into is that because I can, as much as my optimism Uh, wants to say, no, I can just learn through joy. You know, I want to just learn through joy now. Uh, That doesn't seem to be uh, anyone's story, at least that I've heard yet, Mm. of all the awakened masters I've, you know, been able to listen to or read about, you know, that's not their story. But nor do I want to set up a premise or a belief Mm. that the only way I'm going to learn it's through struggle because when you're, remember I opened by saying I am a seeker, like there's nothing more important to me than my own evolution. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be saying, uh, okay, I'll have a life of struggle for the rest of my life because I want to evolve. Like, I don't like that equation either. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's that, yeah. I think that's where the concept of ease, it comes into it, not, which is different than easy. Huh. You know, so when I can be open to the really subtle ways, like on a bike ride down to the sea, Mm -hmm. that my, that mud work, that shadow part of me
2: Mm
1: -hmm. is, has just gotten activated into my life, into my day, Mm -hmm. and then see it right away and go, you know what? No, that's not the truth to me. That yeah. that's an old idea that I'm not worth this. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to choose that right now. Now that's that's a lesson that comes with a that's a fair amount of ease that you've created there. Yeah. Where you could have, and I'm sure you have, I have, run a story for mm. hours or a day or days about oh, yeah. how, you know, these people didn't. And so I'm that, and you know, like all this stuff that we get caught up in for so long. yeah. And that's really the struggle. The struggle didn't happen with the initial thought. Yeah. The struggle happens when we keep the thought going.
0: Yeah. This is what I'm coming at. Yeah. This is what I'm coming across right now is like resistance to the thought is the suffering. Yes. That's what the Buddhists say as yes. well, right? That's yes. my. That's what Maya is. That's the resistance. Yes. The thought is the suffering. Not yes. life is suffering. Yeah, like we all, like we're socialized as children to to think certain ways. Yeah, and some of yes.
2: it, some of it hurts. Yes. Some of it
0: doesn't. Um, it seems to be the human journey to Um, I mean, I wanted to say that, but um, I think modern culture doesn't celebrate it, so. Right, it, it seems to be like an sort of ancient version of the human story that 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 needs to rise through those things and i I'm glad that I do that and
2: mm-hmm. I,
0: I see that in mm-hmm. you as well,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's interesting yeah. yeah, great,
1: yeah,
0: wow, thank you.
1: you're welcome,
0: so next, next, mm-hmm. share a shame. I always felt this, but I never feel like I could tell anyone. Share a shame.
2: Yes. <laughs> and next. next what's and next.
0: Magic? It's like life, right? It's like, oh, what's next? <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: okay. What's next? Shame. <laughs>
0: shame. Woohoo. Actually, oh. you know I'm weirdly fascinated in shame. And um, I've experienced so much of it in my life, and I think mm-hmm. we all have. I think we all have. Mm-hmm. I think this—it's like this really deep kind of crux issue for for humanity at the moment. I feel so. I'm glad you picked it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, I think part of that is because we're ashamed of our shame, right? Like it's its own yeah. self-fulfilling little thing.
0: The spiral. <laughs> yeah.
1: The yeah. downward uh, one. Yes, a downward one, for sure. Uh, you know, I I was raised in such a household and then beyond that, a religious culture of shame. Mm-hmm. But again, and I think this is always interesting, some people, like my sister, for example, she didn't take on all that shame. Right. It's not to say she doesn't have it, You know, but there we are growing up in the same household in the same religious, you know, going to the same Sunday school. Yeah. And I took on all that shame. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, the shame of being a sinner, the shame of being worthless, the shame of, you know, which is sort of the mantra of that you're worthless, so you have to have, you know, Jesus to save you, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so there was that. And then I think probably the, the, the shame that the shaped me the most because, and I say that because for 20-ish, 22 maybe years, it was so shameful to me that I repressed the memory entirely mm-hmm. was the shame of being sexually abused. No, so when I was probably around five, I was sexually abused by a man, and I didn't remember any of it until I was in my early thirties right Now, that got compounded because i in my marriage
2: mm-hmm.
1: i we had a very dysfunctional sexual relationship mm-hmm. and from the very beginning, as couples do, it's very easy, you know, as a couple to like get in a pattern of who's the problem in the situation, uh, uh, sure. you know.
2: <laughs> so, sure, yeah,
1: I was the problem because I didn't enjoy having sex,
2: uh,
1: and so then I self, you know, kind of diagnose, Well, I'm just frigid. I'm just like I don't know because I just don't like. I mean, I, I have no desire. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay,
0: those those words are so. This, they're so toxic, aren't they, those words? You know? Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. There's always a reason. I've I've yes. ex- I've experienced that quote unquote like frigidity around like my own story of, you know, sexual abuse as well. That's part of it, right?
1: It's it is. It. Yeah. And so for a lot of reasons that, you know, as a as a girl and a woman, I mm. in my particular culture, I was Predisposed and really trained to take the blame for everything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But then I have no memory even of this experience. So I can't even kind of put a what would be a natural one plus one makes two. Yeah. Kind of a, you know, equation to it. So I, Mm -hmm. when I had, I just had a flashback you know, memory as they would call it. I I was like almost like kind of dozing off. And I'll say this not to be, you know, necessarily too, too much uh, information here, but just to set the stage. And so that others who've maybe experienced something like this can feel the normalcy in it is that I had had sex with my husband, um, which was a very infrequent occurrence. And because of the problems in our relationship that we weren't addressing. I think that there was a enough of a feeling of being violated. And I oh. don't mean he forced himself on me sexually at all, but there yeah. are many violations in relationships.
0: Yeah. If you don't and keep some, communicating. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so who knows why it was that night, that time, but as I was dozing off to sleep, it was almost like a dream, except it was too lucid. You know, it wasn't yeah. a sleeping dream.
2: I, and I've I the same could. Experience, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. And so yeah. I could see myself as a, as a little girl, this man on top of me. I can feel him on my body. Right. You know. Right. And wow. I realized, I mean, and I, in that, like, I just knew it, it happened to me. Yeah and yeah so that just opened you know that opened all kinds of things
0: yeah um, i had a similar but, experience as well yeah
1: okay oh interesting cuz we've we've not talked about that no we so. haven't
0: talked about this this is interesting mm-hmm. but yeah yeah very visceral sense that it happened to me like no shadow of a doubt like i remembered something and it was like it was a memory it was me it was no doubt, but, you know, all of the mind stuff comes in after. And, yeah, it's a journey, right? It's like a real, wow. But it's...
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's, you know, so it was at the one, you know, on the one hand, for me, it was like, oh, okay. right Now some of this in my marriage sexually makes sense. Like, right. all, now I'm starting to get why I have this. You know, so that was, that was in some way a relief, I suppose. But then you've got this, Mm -hmm. you know, gaping wound all of a sudden that you didn't even realize was there that needs attending to. And it it really is. And I, one of the best things that happened, I, you know, had this fabulous therapist that I was working with. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that she told me from the very beginning or worked with me on was, to not identify myself as a sexually abused person, mm. like to realize that distinction between this is something that happened to me. Right. And it is not who I am.
0: Yeah. 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 That's so important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so that was very helpful. It was hard not to do.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, tough so,
1: um, and in a way, sometimes I wanted to at the beginning. It's like, well, I want to be in the club, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. Like it creates yeah. meaning, it creates belonging, you know, yeah. and significance yeah. around something that was really terrible. Yeah. You know?
0: and it's kind of like the wallowing, I guess. It's really, it, it's sort of how, how to process it. It's It's obviously one of the hardest things to process in in human experience really yeah so yeah it's like yeah there are very very many cycles to go through there aren't there
2: yeah
0: and um I also resonate with just yeah I had a period of time where I was like yeah I'm a survivor and that Mm -hmm. was my thing you know like I survived and yes but I always kind of knew that that wasn't it for me like I didn't I never wanted that to be it you know
1: yeah 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 Yeah. And I think the layers of it, I think that many trauma, I I mean, I think every traumatic experience has layers. Yeah. And so there was that, there was just that initial layer of this happened to me. Okay. 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 Then for me, and I know that this is not uncommon, but not everybody has it. Mm -hmm. There was also, so for me, my response to it in the moment. Was basically to freeze, right? Okay, right. So I didn't fight back. I didn't try to, you know, whatever make it stop. I didn't, you know, any of those things. For mm-hmm. me, I just wanted to. <laughs> so classic with my the rest of my upbringing, like be a good girl, right? Oh, that was, that, was, that was my thing, right? I'm oh, gonna be. A gr- I'm just gonna be still, and I'm gonna be a good girl. And somehow that's going to make this stop faster, right? Like just, I, you know, because you just want it to be over.
0: That's painful. That's, that's painful to hear that. It's I mean,
1: terrible. It's, it's painful. Terrible.
0: That is a painful thing.
1: Yeah. And so then you hit that. Like then it took me a while before I could even, it's like, well, uh, like then I realized then I had shame that I didn't fight back, that I didn't you know yeah. try to tell anybody that I, you know and now i'm of course i'm not even remembering this till i'm a grown woman sure. okay and, and i am by the
2: time
1: yeah, yeah and by the time i'm remembering it i also have four children of my own two of which are girls okay so at the okay. same time okay <laughs> i'm i'm having my own experience and thinking like a mother with like wait a minute you know have my girls experienced something? Have I protected them? Have I not protected the, you know, like all, mm. it just opens. But the mm. gift that that gave me was also the way a loving ideal parent, I'll say mother, cause that's what I relate to the most, sure. um, would look at a child, you know, like what would I have wanted my mother's response to me to be if at the time I could have told her
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: so I could come at you know like eventually I'm not saying this was easy or instantaneous but no, I got to where I could come at myself mm-hmm. from that place and and just b- hear those words of oh my gosh honey like this was
2: mm. you know
1: that wasn't the wrong thing to do that, you know, it's an understandable response. You were scared, like, of course, you know, why didn't I try to stop him before it happened? Like all the things, you know, that you do. So, but I think whether it's sexual or some other thing, I mean, I have a lot of shame around money as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, really, I'm saying the same things and asking the same questions and, you know, hitting myself over the head with the same kinds of accusations there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just a different context. It's a little different story. Yeah. But,
0: but I think, I think this, the sexual abuse thing is, it's, it's like I, I was, I read, I mean, I'm still reading it cause it's so deep. It's like healing the shame that binds you.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, John Brad, yeah, yeah. John Bradshaw. Yeah.
0: yeah. And just, just the amount of like aha moments and just be like you know he says that sexual abuse is the instant of abuse that um creates the most shame creates the most shame and does it the Mm -hmm. quickest you know it's Mm -hmm. like it takes less sexual abuse than any other abuse to create a completely ashamed person and Mm -hmm. you know I resonate with what you're saying about, you know, all the things that go through your mind. But then also through um seeking therapy, I'd really like if anyone's going through this, just definitely yes. seek a, seek a therapist.
2: Absolutely.
0: Because um just that process of being like, I was a child overpowered by an adult. Like there's no yes. chance. There's absolutely no chance. And and the freeze oh, response, yeah. you know, fight or flight, sure. But like freeze response is also but a very. Freeze
2: is the nat- other. Yeah.
0: Nat- it's a natural response. Um, you know, it's an intelligent
2: and
1: listen, response. And listen, it saved me. I mean, who know? Nobody knows. Yes, you know, so sure. that's the other for thing. Sure. If I had tried to fight back or if I had told somebody and I had just been faced with, you know, a bad response, you know, it isn't true. Keep your mouth shut, which many people go through.
2: Yes. Okay. They do.
1: That happens often. Cause fa- especially when it's inside a family, because the family can't take it or the parent can't take that. They didn't protect their child from it. Yeah. And so they really would rather their child keep their mouth shut, you know? So yeah. I didn't have to face those things, um, because I repressed it so deeply, but it, there's no, there's nothing that a child ever does wrong, yeah. or did to make that trauma happen. That was an adult, yeah, victimizing.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, I love. So I don't know if you know this uh, book. It's called The Choice, and it's, um, uh, Oh, Eager is her last name. Her first name starts with an I. I'm sorry. Okay. It, maybe it'll come to me and I'll spurt it out. She is a Holocaust survivor. And so right. now she's like 91, 92. And she just wrote this book when she was like 90. She has spent her adult life um, heal- working with people with trauma. Okay. Whoa. And she makes the distinction that you can be So this is not the way I just used the word a second ago. So I'm going to correct myself. Her distinction, because I love it, Mm -hmm. is that you can be the victim of somebody else. You know, obviously somebody else can be the perpetrator and and do something to you. So you can be the victim. But becoming victimized, is your. that's where the choice point is. Right. To leave it with them. Yeah. It's their, they victimized you. They, they are no. that they, they perpetrated an act on you.
0: Right. So they, But
1: I don't have to choose to be victimized by it, which is where the power, that's the, the yeah. empowerment piece of, right. of bringing back to yourself that which to take from you.
0: Right. Yes. It's their responsibility, isn't it?
1: Oh, totally. And that's hard. I mean, that's the, that's the whole twisted notion of shame is that we're, we're really, we're taking responsibility for something that we did not do.
0: And that's not ours. Yeah. And that's a very, that's a very childlike response. It's a very natural childlike response, isn't it? Because we're narcissistic as children. We don't know any, any difference. So we we internalize everything is our fault, right? It's like, Um, right like these people are upset or this thing happened to me it must be my fault yes yeah
1: yes I mean we have no I mean with science now we know we have no analytical aspect of our mind like that part of our brain isn't developed until we're around seven right eight years old something like that so we don't have that's why you know kids don't understand that people on tv that look like they got killed get up and walk off the set right you know because they can't analyze that difference between fantasy and yeah. a reality and so in yeah. the same way we can't analyze oh that's not my fault you know yeah. when we're yeah. five years old or something like you you, mm. you just don't you don't have that
0: yeah and yeah yeah that's incredible it's incredible because you know a lot of behavior stems from like precognition doesn't it you know, mm-hmm. like Freud said three and the Jesuits said seven, yeah. the Jesuits, well, you, you said seven is when it develops. So it's yeah. like, you know, we have a rational mind. Sure, we do. And we can be behavioral. But um yeah, just a lot of that programming, somatic programming comes from precognition. Mm-hmm. And that's like somatic yeah. um, neurology, isn't it? Neurology. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, the power with you know healing, I mean, just to sort of cap this off a little bit, yeah, is that the empowerment, and it is that's exactly what it is to me. Yeah, it's the empowerment of pulling that back. I, you know, that that abuser Mm -hmm. had that power over me, and then for a while, through my shame, and you know natural you know reactions i continued to let them have that power and yeah. the shame have that power to condemn me mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways and one by one i bring them back and i say no yeah
2: exactly. you don't
1: have that exactly. power i i'm whole i'm mm-hmm. a unique expression of the divine and those things do not define who I am. And as soon as we can, and it's easier to say it than do it, I get that. But as soon as we can pull that back and return the power to ourselves and leave the identification of it behind, then we're really free. Yeah. That's that's what freedom is, is the I don't have to identify myself as that.
2: Right.
0: Yes. I think, yeah, Uh, thank you for this. I'm actually awed by this, um, where this conversation flowed in this time. Do you know what I mean? Like this 15 minute (laughs) section has just gone a lot of really deep and powerful places. I'm so glad that that it's going out into the world. and to help yeah. other people in these positions. I would just like to add one more thing that yes, just from the book um, says that, you know, these, the people that do these things, they're not healthy. They're part of a shame system themselves. They've internalized sexuality as like, and, and it's, and it's actually married with disgust in many cases, mm. you know,
2: mm-hmm. so
0: their sexuality is not a healthy sexuality. They, they are acting very much from a place of um dysfunction
2: and Mm -hmm. and
0: and that further goes to prove our own um sovereignty in these situations Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i feel Mm -hmm. so i I love
1: that word sovereignty yes
0: yes yes
2: Yes. fantastic yes yes Yes. it is
0: lovely ah deep breath okay that's cool, well, um the last yeah. section here is we usually do is free fifteen. So is there anything um so what it's just a free canvas for you paint paint whatever you want on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, it could be that so there's a couple themes in my own life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so of course, they express themselves in my work because my work as a coach and a speaker and a writer is like i think i said this at the very beginning it just feels like an organic outgrowth of my own journey
2: yeah
1: you know i haven't done this my whole life i've i've spent most of my you know work life in the real estate Industry, so I, I wasn't born a coach. I haven't been a coach for mm. forty years or whatever. You know, it's something I became because it be, because it felt like a calling. Really, I mean that sounds mm-hmm. a little corny, mm-hmm. maybe, but uh, it's I like that it. thing that once you once you learn. I'm super practical
2: mm-hmm. and
1: pragmatic, even though I love all these deep dives, and I'm I'm a very you know deep person in my own journey and and how I work with people, but I'm also very practical and pragmatic. So I don't want to just be inspired. Right. Right. And I hope the people who listen to this podcast won't just be inspired by what we say Mm -hmm. that, but that they'll have something they can actually use to change their lives. Yeah. Right. Because inspiration always fades. That's why we go to seminars, we read the book, we whatever, and we're on this high and every, and we're going to, oh, all the things, you know, and then <laughs> yes. a week later, life is just the same way it was.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's the experiencing, you know? isn't it? You got yeah. to put that into yeah. experience. You have to. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Because that experiencing it, 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 it's never really real to us in our minds, mm-hmm. right? Like you can play, how many times have you played a conversation that you want to have with somebody over and over and over in your head? And, mm-hmm. you know, or you're going into a, like, I think about this a lot because I'm single and I've been single for a long time. So it's like, okay, if I had a relationship, here's how I want to be. And here's when we, if we had difficulty, kind of like that mental rehearsal, yeah. you know, you know who, who do I want to be when I bring my best self to a relationship? Yeah. But you know what? Until that for me, a man, cause I'm heterosexual, but
2: sure, yeah, <laughs> until that
1: yours. man yeah. is with me and we're in that conversation, I don't really know.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: because yeah, exactly. I, I haven't experienced it. So I think experience is the, the ultimate, that's what starts to create the knowing, you know, when you just have that, now I have this gut knowing that, you know, I'm free. Like for me, I would say I'm free from the shame of that sexual abuse. Now that took me about 15 years or so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but, but now I feel free from it. And by free, I just mean it doesn't unconsciously bite me in the butt. Right. Okay. Um, right. So how do we get to that freedom? Well, it's experience, mm-hmm. right? Right. I got myself out, back out in the world in as a sexual being mm-hmm. with the, you know, doing the work on all the trauma I had experienced. But if I had never gone back out in the world as a sexual being, I could have said, oh, I'm all healed. I'm all this, I'm all that. But I don't know, because I'm not actually trying to have sex with somebody. So I don't know. Yeah. Am I going to have another flashback? Am I going to have, you know, like, it, you you don't know. That's part of the journey to healing is I've got to go experience this now in some kind of new way so that my healing isn't just theoretical.
0: Right. I suppose okay? that's, that's what we were saying about cognition and, and somatics, isn't it?
1: Yes. Difference. Yes. Yeah. And so to me, that's why, so one of my big themes in my life, I realize, is that Everything I do is also moving me towards freedom. Mm. That's like my ultimate value, (laughs) I think, in life Mm -hmm. is freedom. And so when we can free ourselves from these things that have held us, then we experience, so you can have a different life. Yeah. Okay. But then my mind immediately goes to, okay, great. But how do I do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I am a process person. So I have in my um, a, a new program I actually just developed that is coming out next week. I figured out this. I call it the Freedom Unleashed process because I'm great all now. about freedom. <laughs> I love that word. And so it, it there's these four steps that I take people through where we uncover, Mm -hmm. then we unravel, we unlock and we unleash. Okay. So uncovering, you know, is just kind of that awareness piece on all sides of it. What do I want? One of the things that shame does to us and lots of traumatic experiences is it, it makes us sort of dummy down what we really want. Because yeah. we don't think we're worthy or we don't, you know. So what is it that we, we've got to uncover that? What do I really want in life? And I've got to uncover what's keeping me from it. You know, mm-hmm. where are my blocks? Where are my resistances? Where, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got that. But then again, great. Now what do I do with it? So that's where unravel comes in. And mm-hmm. I picked the word unravel or that came to me because it feels very non-judgmental. And I love that. I'm so prone to judgment from my religious background. Yeah, and it's something that is very distasteful to be being judgmental. (laughs) Yeah, and and the self help world can come off that way. Even the spiritual, you know, world can come off very well if you're not. You're not. You know, and it's all very judgmental sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because we're prone to making judgments, aren't we? But it's yeah. almost—it's almost like you have to sort of make, um, just rework the judgments so that you're not being a j- judgmental. Well,
1: it's very—you <laughs> so have to intentional. work with the mind. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. intentional. You're not going to accidentally just wake up one day and stop being judgmental. Okay. Mm. It's it's an intention. So it becomes like everything else. We do a practice, it's right? A practice. practice of it. Yes, lovely. And and so to me, the word unravel is the word I like for how we look at our stuff mm-hmm. without judgment, so that we can unravel the hold that it had on us.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. I particularly like unravel because it's very natural. Like it's a very yes. natural process, isn't it? Yeah. Things, and, so many things takes, unravel. Yeah.
2: And
1: yeah. it takes time, right? It doesn't just like poof. Yeah. It's gone. Cause, yeah. That's not how I've experienced my growth, any what trajectory, anyway. <laughs> it
2: doesn't. No.
1: Poof, it's gone. You know, so there's the unraveling. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we go to unlock, which mm-hmm. for me, unlocking is the beginning. Unlocking is the, well, okay, if I don't want this, I don't want shame sexually. Mm -hmm. what do I want? You know, where do I, you know, how do I see myself? What are some, um, this is where a lot of mindset work can come in to help you and and energy work and work with your feelings, right? Because it's really our feelings Mm -hmm. that drive even so many of our thoughts. It's the feeling that triggers the thought Mm. a lot of times. And if not, if the thought starts first, right away is a feeling. They're never disconnected. Yeah, so we always have to do both sides of that equation. And then unleash is where we're really just like, now we're ready for that experience, right? Now I'm ready to unleash this right. in the world and say, okay, so maybe it's I'm going to start dating. I'm going to mm. risk you know meeting somebody and having sex, or I'm going to risk going and looking for jobs because I'm so sick of my you know job i could scream and i know i'm being called to something else but i've been too afraid to do that yeah you know so that unleashing part is where we're really out in the world which takes us back then to any pieces we might have missed along the way in those other three steps
0: right that's beautiful i yeah. really oh. i really like the word unleash because it's just such a onomatopoeic word you know it's like the leashes that we we have in our life um yes yeah just that's such a I think I'm, I'm re- being reminded of something that you said like with joy and the way mm-hmm. that joy I think joy is like our natural es- essence right and it's like yes. just sitting in that is like our natural essence of and and I guess all these li- little contracts that we have with ourselves or or others are kind of like the leashes that we that we use to kind of um yeah keep small or um just not have a like a wonderful rich experience of life you know
1: yes yes because I think to just circle back to that since you mentioned it there that what I was when I said that before about learning through you know learning through suffering versus through joy there's also that place that We create our suffering with our thoughts,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? So Mm -hmm. when you, when I look at a couple people that at least to me in today's day and age, I consider to be enlightened, you know, masters. So like an Eckhart Tolle, um, Byron Katie, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Joined some of her. She's
1: total, totally enlightened to me. These people have what I would call, you know, things that would make me suffer, right? Being robbed, being, you know, whatever, different things that have happened to them. Um, Somebody tried to kill Byron Katie one time, blah, 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 you know, gun to her belly kind of a thing. Okay, I would create suffering out of that experience, okay? Because that would be suffering to me. She had the experience, but she doesn't relay it as suffering she can relay it as joy because she has evolved past the stressful thoughts that I would be having about yeah. why this shouldn't be happening and why is he doing that, you know, like da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that ultimately the freedom unleashed is that we get to that point where we really don't interpret something that is, whatever word you want to use, difficult or, you know, yeah. not fun Yeah. Sure. <laughs> in your life as something that does not take away your joy Wow! that you've risen above that. So, I mean, I think that's the ultimate freedom and a few have done it. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then actually at the, at this time, Byron Katie's doing a really amazing at home series.
1: Yes. Check
0: out that. Like it's very cheap. I think. Yes. It's so
1: reasonable. Very reasonable. For
0: free sometimes. And yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I sit through those sessions and just so many like, there's just so many beautiful human moments, but also like I've just processed so much emotion through those experiences as well. Mm-hmm. She's she's so incredible. She is, yeah. All right, amazing. so nice. That that sounds really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Such a good process. Thank I lo- you. I love I love that I love that pe- like people all over the world are creating these containers now. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's so many people creating these wonderful containers for yes. growth. And I think I listened to creative pep talk, which is a podcast um, this week. And he was talking about the elixir and Mm -hmm. how like, you know, if the person goes out and finds the like um, elixir out in the forest or whatever, comes back to the village, he thinks he's going to be met by the village people. Like, yeah, this is brilliant. Like, yes. but actually, he's met with like, well, who are you and what is this thing and I, why should I put it in my mouth? Right. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas the villain of the piece, um, yeah, the whole journey back to the village, coming up with this amazing story, he went, he like wins everybody over, and and the story yeah. ends. But yeah. like recently. I think in the last like 20, 30 years, these, the people with the elixir, like the people that are really dedicated to radiating and to being in self growth have realized that we also need like containers. We also need like good stories yes. to back up. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's what the mind needs, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a perfect, that's a perfect description.
0: Mm-hmm. So thanks. Thanks mm-hmm. for doing that.
1: Mm, thank you for having me
0: lovely it's been so wonderful thank you so much for this and mm. um, yeah just really grateful for this conversation that's going to go out there and yeah um, ripple in the pond
1: yes I love that everybody is a ripple like you really just don't ever know you know yeah. how your life is going to affect somebody else and for me, it was a huge gift to be able to be with you today
0: lovely thanks Brenda
2: mm-hmm Thank
0: you everybody for your time, attention, energy and love today. If you've made it this far... Ben, you've been on quite a journey with the two of us. There's so much in this episode. I'm so glad that it's going to go out there and ripple through the collective. Thank you for taking this journey. Thank you for taking this journey with us. If you'd like to know more about Brenda, um, you can go to brendaflorida.com. There's also beautiful podcast that she's created called liberate your people pleaser and that can you can find that on podbean dot ncom and just search for that name i'll put all of, all of that in the show notes as well thanks for listening and take care of yourselves see you next time